0: Trigger Witch. Easy on the wallet, but is it worth your time? We get anointed in the ways of ballisticism in order to find out here on Broke and Gaming.
1: Welcome, absolutely everyone, to Broke and Gaming. I'm
0: your host, Shay. I'm your other host, Dan. And uh, hey, Shay, what have you been playing recently?
1: Well, Dan... I'm embarrassed to admit, but I have been playing a baseball game. <laughs> hey, nothing wrong with that. A baseball game recently. MLB The Show 2017. <laughs> 2017? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, I I bought it, I think, when I first got my PlayStation. And yeah, <laughs> I don't think I've played it since then. But for whatever reason, I was really in the mood to play MLB The Show 17 this week. So I did that i've been playing a lot of root digital with lex uh, i'm getting better at it but not good <laughs> and okay so a quick update on the far cry 6 final mission yes please it fucking sucks dude okay <laughs> <laughs> So there's like a lightly used mechanic of hiding bodies in the game, except it's not consistent and there isn't really a clear picture of when a body is hidden. Obviously, if somebody steps on it or it's lying out in the open, they're going to find it. But you would think if you put it in a bush and it's not on someone's patrol route, they're not going to find that body.
0: One would think. You'd be
1: wrong about that. Yeah. You would be wrong about that. The last mission in the game is this fucking... Metal Gear Solid sneak through the villa to kill Giancarlo Esposito, and first off, you fail the mission if somebody sees you, even if you kill them immediately. You fail if you're noticed. That's this isn't like a stealth game. This is so confusing no, it's already. It's fucking not. It's not. You know what else sucks about this last bit? Okay, you know what? Let me finish describing the mission <laughs> go and ahead. then sorry, I can sorry. get into all of the things that fucking suck about it yes, okay please. so you fail the mission immediately if somebody sees you all right and there are like progression checkpoints in the mission mm-hmm. so like if you make it past like the outside area of the villa that's a checkpoint uh once you get inside the villa that's a checkpoint um i'm assuming that there is not much after that but i haven't gotten there because i get so fucking frustrated but like you have to stealth your way past the hardest enemies in the game whose patrol routes are not, like, away from each other. So, like, it's not easy to kill them stealthily. Right. Because, like, there's definitely a guy who can see you do it who is just standing still uh, and facing out. <laughs> um, so that sucks. Also, you don't have your weapons because you get a disguise as one of the bad guys Um, So you can only use their weapons, which is a shitty assault rifle and a silenced pistol. However, it only helps you in the outside area. Once you get inside the gate of the villa, it's useless. So, like, (laughs) if you have to be hiding anyway while you kill everybody, like, what is the point of the disguise? Right. So then you get inside the gate and you're, you've are you got this shitty little pistol, this shitty little assault rifle, and you're going up against the, the hardest fucking enemies in the game. If anybody sees you, you immediately fail the mission and have to start over. And okay, so you realize by how <laughs> difficult I am describing stealth in this game, yeah. how long it would take to kill three people, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah. So you end up wasting all of that time. You start back at the checkpoint that you were at 2 hours ago and everybody that you've already killed before the checkpoint is back so like not only can the people inside catch you the people on the outside can catch you one of them's in a tower and is like roaming around and could definitely see you at some point <laughs> you just i it feels so bad to do this mission like holy fuck it feels bad what a fucking
0: departure i don't
1: what like I, I don't mind if you do that at some point in the game. Oh, yeah. Where you just, like, strip away your entire arsenal. But, like... As a final mission, like, that seems, so right. like, thrown in. Fucking insane. Fucking insane. Plus, like, the clothes in that game give you buffs. So, like, now, you, you know, you've built... <laughs> you've built your, like, loadout to be a certain way. And now they're like, well, fuck you. Yeah. I know you've been playing how we told you, but uh, fuck you. Huh. It's just fucking disgusting. Sounds amazing. Plus, I'm sure at this point with how frustrated I've gotten with the end of this game that it's not going to be the final mission. He's not going to be in the villa. I'm going to have to take a zip line and drive a boat out to the middle of nowhere to find him.
0: Well, you'll have to keep us posted (sighs) on that.
1: What have you been playing, Dan?
0: Well, Shay, I have a big update. Yeah. I've beaten Enter the Gungeon now several times. So I I was giving you updates as I was going. When you beat the game, you technically don't necessarily beat the game is how it played out. So like in order to kill the past, you have to get four components throughout the dungeon to give to the person that works in the forge. And then she, she will build you the ammo that kills the past. So the first time I beat it, I had not done that yet but I also didn't think I was going to beat it. And then I did. Like, I, I beat the 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 high dragon, and then you just, like, find the gun, shoot yourself in the head, and then it just restarts the same as it normally would. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you get a credit roll and whatever, but essentially you didn't do anything. You unlock a bunch of new weapons and, and other things, but aside from that, it's like, all right, now go do it again. So once I assembled the ammo, beat the dragon for the second time, it takes you to... A mission in like set in the past where you can kind of rewrite history. So I did it sure. with the Marine, and they strip you of all of the weapons that you've gotten. You're back to just the standard three hearts worth of health. And then you have to do a boss fight that you haven't seen before. And I lost the first time, beat it the second time. So I have completely finished the game as the Marine. I've got the three main character, the three starter characters to go yet, and I have unlocked the bullet character. So I'm, it's still so fun.
1: Yeah.
0: I've put so much time into this. I was talking about this last night with past guest, Timmy. What's up, Timmy? So we were talking about it and Timmy had played it on Steam exclusively and just recently bought it for the Nintendo switch. He was like, dude, I don't know how you did this on console. It's so much more difficult when you can't like point and click aim. I'm like, Oh yeah. I didn't really think about that.
1: (laughs) See, that's so funny, because as soon as you said he had played it exclusively on Steam, I was like, I bet that's way easier.
0: Yeah, apparently (laughs) so. Like he, as of when I spoke to him, he hasn't gotten past the second floor and he's beaten the game multiple times on Steam. So that makes me feel even better about playing this on PlayStation.
1: Yeah, that is something that infuriates me about twin stick shooters the aiming is so poorly like implemented you know
0: it can be like it has to be so precise
1: right i mean we'll talk about it with this game yeah
0: because this week's game actually i think made me better at gungeon
1: (laughs) well good for you because this week's game did not make me better at this week's game
0: (laughs) well yeah it doesn't work in reverse as it turns (laughs) out but uh let's get right into it we will start As we always start, with our short change history. This episode's game is Trigger Witch, a 2021 2D twin-stick shooter developed by Auckland, New Zealand-based Rainbite Studios and published for consoles by East Asia Soft. East Asia Soft, based out of Hong Kong, is a major publisher of games of, let's say, wildly varying quality. (laughs) Shay and I were going through their list of games, and I would say
1: absolutely bad shit are
0: <laughs> <They're, laughs> but would you agree that they are a slightly more discerning chemco which is the the company that put out as divine hearts
1: i don't know that i would say discerning i mean yeah I that's think they just have a bigger catalog
0: i mean they're both pretty sizable all the the waifu simul- simulators on on east asia soft not a great look but it doesn't seem to be just all shovelware there's some stuff in there that we actually considered are, are considering for the show like some of it seems pretty decent but anyway
1: that's true
0: not much information is available about Rainbite, but prior to trigger which they released two other games rim 9000 on playstation and reverie for both playstation and the nintendo switch trigger which is seemingly their most successful game to date ported to the most individual platforms and it is currently available for steam playstation xbox and switch so shay would you like to tell our listeners what this game is actually about
1: I would love to, because it's wild. Yeah. Uh, So in Trigger Witch, you play as Colette, a young witch in training who must pass her final test to become a member of the Clip, an order of witches that is dedicated to, as Dan mentioned in the intro, ballisticism. After passing the gauntlet, you join the Clip and set off to save your world from the reintroduction of magic from the goblin realm i think is what i've gathered so far um and uh yeah just uh open a portal to fight the goblins and stop magic from coming back
0: yeah so the the interesting thing about this story is it kind of works backwards as far as how these things normally go like generally you're a magic user that's rebelling against The advancement of technology like that's a thing that happens a lot in like final fantasies this is the complete Mm -hmm. opposite it's like no we have all these guns what do we need magic for and i it's a it's an interesting spin but yeah so the whole purpose is there's a mysterious man in black who somehow crossed a barrier between the two lands like it's it's divided there's your side which is we'll say humanoid there's like some i guess dwarves but for the most part it, it seems like A human base realm, and then these goblins, and you don't know who the man in black is. It takes you till the very end of the game to find out who the man in in black is.
1: Oh my god, is that? Yep, (laughs) cut that out. Are you kidding me?
0: (laughs) Okay, fine. We'll we'll get into no no no. We'll get into it now. So Shay, yeah, the man in black is Joseph fucking Stalin. So (laughs) we're spoiling all of this, and I apologize if you wanted to play this, but like essentially joseph stalin and soviet scientists created a portal into this world and the reason they have guns is because they just set this portal up next to an armory so every so often a gun will just like slip through and then (laughs) that's how this religion was founded
1: oh my god okay so uh...
0: stalin wants to bolster the soviet arsenal i guess with magic so he goes to this magic realm kidnaps the main character's mother and then the final battle of the game is you versus joseph stalin in soviet russia
1: this sounds like the end of fucking full metal alchemist what is but like honestly
0: uh (laughs) yeah first it's just like a one-on-one battle then you do like a bullet hell top-down type thing with Stalin in a rocket. And then the final, final, final battle of the game is you versus Stalin in a mech on the moon. It yep. came
1: out that of tracks. fucking
0: nowhere, Shay. Like, the whole thing... <laughs> like, the land that you're in is not dissimilar to Hyrule. Like, it it, it has a very Zelda-like feel. The gameplay, with, with the exception of the twin-stick shooting aspect, plays like one of the old... NES or SNES Zelda games Mm -hmm. like you go into dungeons you defeat the main enemy you collect the thing that you needed to get and then so on so on and then just out of nowhere you're transported to mother Russia and (laughs) it's incredible my partner Kit had posted stuff from the final battle and I'm a little bit upset because I really wanted Shay to not know going into this, but they obviously knew that Stalin was a part of it. But let's move <laughs> past that for now. How did you find the gameplay in Trigger Witch?
1: It felt really good. I will say that I did not make it very far because I'm bad at it, but it was it was definitely not the game's fault that I was bad at it. It, it does feel really good. It feels like, I don't know, because I guess it plays like a Zel- an older Zelda game, it feels a lot richer than it is, maybe. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Uh, of an experience, but yeah i don't know i just i really liked playing it i'm just very bad at it
0: (laughs) i mean it's it's not as crisp of an aiming mechanic as enter the gungeon or even some other twin stick shooters that uh we've played I
1: i had a lot of problems with aiming in this game it's a
0: little bit unwieldy yeah but yeah, no, I agree overall. Like, it feels really good. There's a bunch of different guns that you end up unlocking as you go along. The most overpowered is the Fire Lance, which is just a flamethrower. Uh, cool. That thing just does so much damage. But they kind of build in the mechanic like magic. So anything outside of your your main pistol has like a single clip and then it just takes time to replenish it as opposed to actively reloading it. So you have to unequip it, yeah. equip back to the pick, uh, the pistol, and then X amount of seconds, and the clip regenerates. They don't explain that fucking at all.
1: I thought I thought that was like the whole point of that's what they use magic for. Basically, was just to regenerate bullets. Is that
0: is that explained that way? I kind of must have. I must have missed that.
1: I they. Mm, I don't actually know. Yeah. I, I skip the dialogue boxes with exposition in just about every game that I play. <laughs> <so>. <laughs>
0: Alright, uh, duly noted. Yeah, ah, man. So, uh, there are six dungeons in total if you count the Russian palace or what the fuck ever. All with a pretty simple puzzle mechanics. The one that you're at currently, the foundry, the whole thing is you have to break the chains with a yeah. grenade launcher that you have to hunt yes. down, which is fucking yes amazing. That
1: you have to fight your way through the entire dungeon to get to. Yep. Then go all the way back then go all the way back again yeah but
0: <sighs> but i will say in defense of that this has something that not a lot of games of this kind have which is
1: rpg fetch quest mechanics
0: no that's in a lot of them <laughs> uh, fast travel within dungeons is a really unique oh, that's thing true. yeah i don't yeah. you don't see that a lot so you really don't have to walk floor to floor or or whatever there's between four and six transport points in every dungeon, mm-hmm. which is that's a really neat way to do that. Plus, when you clear a, bo- a like a floor or or a room, that stays cleared unless you die. Yeah. If you respawn, then everything repopulates, which that sucks, but yeah, being able to clear out the entire dungeon and then not have to worry about it because there's there's no experience points or or anything like that that you have to worry about the skills that you have are the skills that you have and then you just upgrade your guns with gems and spare parts that you find lying around which by the way at a certain point if you get everything upgraded for the pistol you don't need to use any other guns the the entire rest (laughs) of the game for no reason whatsoever within storyline because your gun flew out of a soviet portal (laughs) <laughs> you end up dual wielding pistols
1: oh my god i love me a dual wield oh
0: it's so nice it's so overpowered
1: just because of the the size of your shots in that game i would imagine that a dual wield pistol is un like just unfair it really
0: is uh, holy
1: shit i'm thinking about that now like because your bullets when you shoot them don't look like bullets they look like little suns yeah <laughs> so, because they're magic, I guess maybe they're not. Well, they're they're like summoned bullets. You know what I mean? I like guess
0: they're... I again we don't know if that's explained. I skip through a lot of the exposition too, to be honest.
1: Well, I'm, I'm I know that the that one lady did mention something about summoning bullets. So fair enough.
0: Your mom. Or... I would
1: assume at least, at least for the pistol, <laughs> your bullets are magical, and that's why it never runs out.
0: Yeah, we'll go with that. I like that, and you can upgrade that pretty early on. It's four parts, which can be found in just like the the overworld field pretty easily. And then just you farm gems to upgrade the rest of it. That's it. Like you can soup that up so goddamn quickly.
1: Can I tell you, because of how poorly I've done at the overall game and how many times I've had to redo rooms in the foundry, how much fucking money I have?
0: Oh, I bet.
1: Uh, as soon as I get back to town I'll be a different character. Oh yeah,
0: you can because you can upgrade <laughs> your your health potions, you can get maps because there's two different shops that you can... well, three kind of uh once you go through the barrier, but
1: one is Joseph Stalin. It
0: well, <laughs> it was Stalin all along. But no, the the gameplay is not super crisp but fun nonetheless. I think is where we're both at. Yeah. Um yeah. the enemy types are fucking goofy.
1: Oh my God, what's your what's your least va- uh, from, I guess we'll say up to the foundry because I don't know anything beyond that. The
0: shields are just annoying.
1: Oh, can I tell you which one I hate the most? Yeah. Is the fucking fly dispenser.
0: Oh, yeah, that thing sucks.
1: Oh, my God. It's always like through eight other enemies and it's spewing out three flies every day few seconds yeah after you kill them so like
0: it's like a standalone air conditioning unit that just spits flies for uh, there's no reason for this to be a thing
1: yeah and if you're like in the middle of a fight it can be very difficult to see the flies so they're just like picking you down little by little like they don't do a ton of damage to you i guess everything is the same right because it's based on the number of hits that you take isn't it
0: uh i honestly can't tell sometimes because when I get yeah. hit, it seems like I'm getting hit a lot at once. But yeah, it, it was kind of hard to determine if some things did more damage than others. I want to say the bombs possibly did more. Yeah. Uh, I can't say that with any real confidence.
1: Yeah. But yeah, the flies were uh, flies were my least favorite. Yeah, they were so far awful.
0: There's not a whole lot of stuff that's more annoying than that. There's a couple enemies that don't do damage; they just kind of push you around. Mm-hmm. The fifth dungeon is like, a series of floating islands, Uh like, in the sky, and there's an enemy that's just a box fan (laughs) that, like, blows you off the stage. Okay. Yeah, that's the best way I can describe it. That's what it looked like to me. Every time I'd fall (laughs) off the platform, it it does, like, a very short scream because you just drop (laughs) so rapidly, and Kit was losing her mind laughing at it because it was a very funny short (laughs) clip. (laughs) <laughs> and I just kept falling over and over. Thank goodness they have the healing mechanic that they have. Yeah. I, again, not something you see in a lot of these games. Basically, uh, you absorb life force of all the things that you kill, fill up a vial, and then it's it's like a health potion in a Zelda game. You just take it when your health is low enough. You get two of those toward the end of the game, or like toward the midpoint of the game.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And it's so hard to be killed at that point. Yeah you just take one, yeah, let the other one fill up, and just like do it in a cycle. It's wild. Yeah. Like between that and the fully upgraded pistols, like you're
1: <laughs> unstoppable.
0: Nigh unstoppable. Yeah. yeah. But I think I think we probably already get into our pros and cons.
1: Yeah. I think we're there. It's about all the game we need to cover.
0: Yeah. It's it's a pretty simple format. I mean, the story is interesting even outside of the USSR <laughs> nonsense. Like it's the story of three friends kind of at the root of it. And I'm going to tell you how it actually ends after the Stalin stuff, because it's, it's funny. Okay. But we'll, we'll do that when we get into our actual rating system, just because I wanted the raw reaction of it. Okay, sounds good. So, Pro, like we had said, it, it this feels good to play. Like, as simple as the format is, it's pretty tight overall. It's not perfect. Yeah. For a, a game from... A developer that hasn't been around terribly long like the earliest game that I have for them was 2018 so they put out three games in three years and to have something that's anywhere near quality is pretty impressive
1: right
0: like the team only has three people on their website I don't know how many jobs they outsourced for for different things but like I'm thoroughly impressed with how good this is like as far as gameplay is concerned yeah so that's a big pro for me
1: yeah I, that was going to be my pro. I don't really have any more beyond that because just because of how far I've made it into the game.
0: I figured you'd key in on sound design because they do something that is very difficult to do in terms of sound design and music, which is situational intensity. Yeah. So as the soundtrack plays, like when you get into a battle, it doesn't stop the music and go to a different track, it just ramps up the intensity of what the track is like it transitions into the exact tune that you were listening to the exact everything just a little bit more aggressive yeah and then once the battle is over it transitions back that's a very hard thing to program
1: yeah i forgot about that that is that's so cool cool. well dan said both of mine so my (laughs) con (laughs) my con for the game basically it's just the aiming is not as crisp as i would like it to be it could Um, be tighter yeah, and I mean, I feel like I'm just never going to be happy with twin stick shooters on that front ever. This is not a problem unique to Trigger Witch for me. It's, it's you know, I had the same issue with End the Gungeon. I've had it. I had it with Riddled Corpses when we played that. I don't know. I think that these twin stick shooters build their aiming mechanism on like the major and minus minor like compass points and not as like a wheel, if that makes sense.
0: A full 360. Yeah, yeah.
1: Like, there are definitely gaps in your aiming.
0: In this, definitely. Yeah, 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 yeah. Gungeon is a bit more precise, which is why, having played Trigger Witch and beaten that, my aiming has gotten so much better <laughs> in Gungeon. Yeah. Because it is a, a pretty decent 360-degree plane. Mm. I would say, like, if you, if you do continue playing Trigger Witch, do a couple runs on Gungeon. We do have plans to stream this. If this is the day this episode is coming out tomorrow night on chase twitch which we'll link in the comments we're going to be playing enter the gungeon together it'll be my first time streaming fucking anything so tune in for that if you have a chance and then we'll see we'll see kind of where you're at we're going to do some co-op stuff what we can do but i'm I'm really looking forward to it it'll be our first stream as a podcast so i'm (laughs) i'm excited but yeah i i think it will help you in
1: that well we'll see how it goes let's hope yeah do you have any cons for this game Dan?
0: It's pretty short overall. I mean it's it's six dungeons, the boss fights get in like just so easy after a certain point. There's very little challenge to the bosses themselves. The regular like onslaught of enemies when they lock you in those rooms uh-huh. and it's like the gauntlet thing, those are sometimes harder than the bosses, yeah. which doesn't make any sense.
1: Yeah, that's actually a con that I have. Not so much in the rooms that they lock you in, but when you're like so for example, the foundry is like a bunch of hallways. Yes. There is a lot of times not much space to be fighting the onslaught of enemies that you're faced with. Um and that's very claustrophobic. Yeah, right. That can they can really press in on you and then all of a sudden you're taking all these hits. And it wasn't really your fault. Uh, it was just yeah. the layout of the room, which doesn't feel good sometimes.
0: It's super claustrophobic. I yeah. agree. The only other con I have is they get a little too cutesy with the dialogue sometimes. Oh yeah. It's not super self-referential like things we've we've talked about with other games. Like as much as it is a Zelda homage, I guess they don't <laughs> do the wink and the nod too often.
1: Nobody said. Oh, you know what? I think she does. I she, think. Does she do it? It's line. Uh, i think she does
0: it well because you get the original gu- the the initial gun from the portal and then when you get like the ak-47 style she might say it i don't know I... i'm gonna assume she <laughs> does just because it's something that happens the only like pop culture reference i actually really enjoyed in this one which is there's a guy that that deceives you and then throws water on you because he read in a book that that melts witches and he They don't come out and say Wizard of Oz, but like it's clearly a Wizard of Oz reference. And I actually thought it was well executed because then you're just standing there pissed off that you're (laughs) wet. And he's like, oh, I thought that was all right. Never mind. Bye. And then runs. It's fucking great.
1: That's that is pretty good. I feel like. okay, and this is bear with me on this. Sure. I feel like the like pop culture references are more. Acceptable in this game because there is like a story piece where it's like the real world is leaking into this game, yeah. And while I fucking hate that Joseph Stalin is the final boss because <laughs> that and then you're fighting on them, like I don't know, I feel like it's okay for that one reference to sneak in because, like, that's not a reference that everybody makes every time, you know,
0: yeah, it's pretty fresh. For an old movie.
1: It's plausible that a copy of The Wizard of Oz could have fallen through that portal too. Not likely, maybe, but plausible. Yeah. So, I'm okay with that one, but for fuck's sake, can we stop doing the dangerous to go alone line?
0: <laughs> It'd be nice.
1: Yeah. Anyway.
0: All right. Rating time? Rating time. Does it work? Yeah. So, I'm teetering on, the, on a half point, but having now beaten it, it's hard to compare it to something that works as crisply as Gungeon does. It did work better, I think, than Riddle Corpses. So, oh
1: my god, leaps and bounds.
0: Yeah. So I think it's going to be a full point. I had very little issues when it comes to anything outside of the aiming. Like traversal works fine. The dash works great.
1: Oh my god! So so smooth.
0: Yeah. Even the top-down twin stick, like on the brooms, like that works great too. Mm-hmm. I have little to no complaints when it comes to how this operates overall
1: yeah yep i'm also going to give it a full point the aiming was really the only issue and that is not unique to trigger witch for me so i can't fault it there uh on our rating system so full point there is it engaging
0: yes this is i'm gonna go with a half point because there's not i mean Outside of the game mechanic itself, there's not a lot to keep you going because it's it's a mystery box for most of it. Like you don't know who the man in black is, and it's not until that very last, like it's right before the the fight itself that you find out it's Stalin. Oh. Like you're going through what looks like a Russian palace, but like you have no reason to think that that's, that's what that Stalin, is.
1: Stalin,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I'm at a I'm at a half point.
1: Yeah, I think a half point feels right for this i'm just having fun playing it feels really good to play so
0: yeah colette's also like a good character like the dialogue that she delivers is pretty good it gives you a little bit of choice of of directions you want the dialogue to go in whether it's defensive or aggressive or yeah boastful humble whatever does it, like there, there does are a couple it, different dialogue options
1: anything? not that i can
0: tell
1: just like immediate dialogue maybe like it doesn't yeah, have I think any that's story all. impact right
0: not that i can not that i'm aware of now
1: okay cool does it look good
0: i'm going to defer to you first on this
1: <laughs> cuz i i yeah go ahead it's happening folks it's a pixel game it gets a full point not for really me it. whoa yeah it looks <gasps> it looks good it looks good i don't know this game it looks good i don't know what it is about it but it looks good
0: did you, uh, did you change it to pinata mode or fuck around with pinata mode?
1: Oh, no, I didn't even, I didn't fuck around with anything.
0: Okay, so in the, in the settings, you can, so there's a, like, a ridiculous blood spray every time you kill something oh, yeah. in this. It's like an exit wound fucking blood splattered Dexter scene yeah. every time you kill something. You can change it to pinata mode, which they just explode into candy and confetti. <laughs> Oh, and smart. I enjoyed that a lot more <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> like occasionally it'll do like a party favor type sound, uh-huh. which is even funnier still. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. I'll, I'll go with a full point too. It is pixel graphics, but it is more of the 16 bit SNES style. Yeah. Like it's, it's pretty clean. I had slight complaints when it comes to um, your field of vision. I thought everything was too big on the screen i would kind of like it pulled back a little bit more but that's a minor thing overall
1: uh, that's a good point just thinking about it now when you're on the beach those like umbrellas are fucking dwarfing you
0: yeah yeah but that's that's about it
1: okay is there replayability
0: so there is a new game plus but i didn't have too much of a problem after a certain point so i don't like you can take all of your upgrades with you into the new game plus and i don't see a reason to do that yeah being that it's pretty short and there's not a different ending that i'm aware of i'm gonna say no on this it's gonna be no points despite this being really fun like i might pick this up again sometime just for the hell of it but there's nothing necessarily compelling me to do that other than the gameplay
1: yeah i'm gonna give it a half just because it is really fun to play but that's it like you say there's no reason to carry over to a new game plus you know you know what
0: I am gonna give it a half point two, just because <laughs> I kind of do want to fight Stalin again sometime.
1: You know what? I'm just thinking about it now. If you can carry over your upgrades and shit, that kind of takes out like the not fun bits of this game and lets you just have fun.
0: It's just a chaos simulator at that point, yeah, yeah,
1: which is worth doing once, I would say. So I'm I'm yeah. still sitting on a half point. But... Half half makes sense, yeah. Um, is there a story? yes boy howdy is there so
0: uh, yeah again taking out that part kind of the main thrust of this is whether or not you want to follow in your mother's footsteps whether or not this is the right thing for this world and kind of like a subplot of your interactions with like your childhood friends you're the only one that passed the gauntlet you're the only one that joined the clip your one friend becomes uh, a janitor at the foundry and the other one is so distraught over this that she actually seeks out the magic that's returning into the to this world, like to become an actual like sorceress or or whatever.
1: Uh-huh.
0: When you beat the game and you return through the portal, ballpark fifty years have passed oh. because time <laughs> moves differently. <laughs> so all of your friends are now elderly, and your actions have brought peace to the the realm as a whole. Uh-huh. And so there's like a post credit part where you can go around and like find out what's changed which is cool like that's not a thing that happens a lot in most games Like you can kind of actually like witness the benefits of uh of what you've done so that's kind of neat yeah so all that being said it's strangely a full point which this kind of game i wouldn't normally do that but there's some really interesting things that are explored in this that games of this ilk don't generally
1: yeah it feels like this game really put like the right amount of story on the length of gameplay you know what i mean like i've complained before about how a game sometimes feels like they stretched a concept over a game rather than having an idea and building a game around it building them together right Um, but this game feels like it has the right amount of both or an equal amount of both i should say um so i'm also going to give it a point even though the ending of this game is fucking wild
0: i genuinely would like to know what was the first kernel of an idea from this like was the starting point stalin and then they worked backwards from there or was it <laughs> like all right why would guns be in this world yeah. oh stalin like i i want to know so badly <laughs> this will be the first interview we ever conduct on the podcast i'm going to get a hold of somebody at Rainbite. yeah this also does make me very curious for reverie their previous game because it it looks like it's inspired at least visually by the earthbound series or the mother series sure but you're a boy who's on vacation on a on an island that has to like cleanse it of evil and it's based on a maori legend and since they're from new zealand like it's, it's something that's close to their heart presumably it looks really interesting it's also within our price range so that might be a future episode i don't know yet it seems really cool it's also not it's not an RPG style. Like it's like a top down brawler of sorts, it looks like. I'll send you the trailer when we're done here. Maybe we'll make a decision. Right. It's it's like 12 or $13. It's not very much.
1: Yeah. Speaking of not very much. Yep. Our final question for the big five points. Is it worth the cost? So this game
0: retails at $14.99 across the board and five seems like a lot. I don't think it's it's exact. like, I don't know. What do you think? Is this worth five points?
1: No. Uh, let me tell you okay. why. Okay. I'm going to give it a four, and it loses a point because it doesn't, like, the amount that you're paying for it and the amount of game that you get feel like it's the right amount, and it doesn't feel like you're getting a little bit more. Does that make sense? I think so. I don't know how to explain it. I guess. I thought I did when I started talking, but now I don't. What would
0: you like added to it?
1: I don't know that there is something that I can pinpoint that I would like, but I don't feel like I'm getting like an $18 game at 15 And sometimes, a lot of the time, I like to feel like I'm getting a deal on a game. You know, A little
0: bit more bang for your buck. Right. Yeah. I'm comfortable with a four as well. A little bit just of a longer game, I think. Because I, I think I got through this in total in seven and a half hours give or take yeah i felt a little bit robbed because the one dungeon doesn't have a boss it's a an escape thing like you have it's a timed escape uh before the thing crumbles
1: i'm so bad at those
0: and the difficulty of the bosses i think were a little unbalanced they they were pretty easy even the stalin battles they took longer but like i never felt like i was going to die yeah it was just more of a bullet sponge kind of situation than it was difficult So I think with with those things, I would maybe put it at a five. But four four seems about right.
1: I don't know that longer gameplay would be a benefit.
0: More content is all I'm really looking for. Like, the the overworld is relatively empty. Yeah. Aside from the the parts that are scattered around. Yeah. And pretty much the way you collect those is the same every time, which is just, like, a little mini dungeon-type thing with two doors on opposite ends. Like, that's about it. But... All that being said, that puts us both at eight points for today's episode. This is a game we recommend, and uh, I'm I'm kind of surprised. I thought it looked cool on paper. I didn't know how it was going to actually be when I, I pitched it, and I'm, I'm happy we both enjoyed this. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: You know what that means, Dan.
0: What's that? That game slaps ass. It's so good. It does indeed. All right. So, one last thing to get to, I guess, today. Hey, Shay,
1: you want to play a game? Dan race with me to rebuild the forest before onibi burns it down and consumes the tree spirit i would love to play a game that is of course dan living forest
0: and as we've mentioned before definitely check out the virtually analog podcast so you can hear shay and lex talk about these games but today yeah man joseph fucking stalin (laughs) a weird boss fight for the ages to be sure but are there weirder ones well that's for you to decide because today I'm going to describe to you some of the oddest bosses I could come up with and your job will be to match them to the games that they appear in. So same as usual, you're going to get two shots at these pairs and then I'll let you know which ones you have right the first time around, you'll get to reshuffle them around the second time. Alright? Sounds good. So I'm going to give you first the games that you're going to have to choose from and these are in alphabetical order so there's no hinting at what the things could be. First, conquers Bad Fur Day. For any games that you're not familiar with, I'm happy to uh, give you a little bit more information about them.
1: Why wouldn't you think I'm familiar with Conker's Bad Hair Day, Dan?
0: <laughs> uh, because it's Bad Fur Day.
1: Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> Alright.
0: Up next, Donkey Kong Country, Earthworm Jim, No More Heroes, The Simpsons Game, this is the the recent-ish one, Star Fox, Super Mario Land, and Zombies Ate My Neighbors.
1: It's my favorite game.
0: Yeah. Side note about that fucking game, it is entirely broken on Steam. (laughs) LucasArts re-released it for Steam, like a a collected edition, and it can't be played with a gamepad at all, and they just aren't going to support any future updates, so we downloaded (laughs) this, we bought and downloaded this for Game Night that I host, and we couldn't do it at fucking all. It was awful. Brutal. Alright, so the bosses you have to choose from okay a skyscraper sized slot machine an explosive oil drum full of crocodiles a murderous alien goldfish a cloud that throws chickens an earthquake generator that looks like a rocket ship with a brain inside of it a 40 foot tall toddler a giant sentient pile of fecal matter
1: gross
0: mm mm-hmm and god the literal christian god
1: that's The Simpsons. <laughs> can you tell me about Conqueror's Bad Fur Day? Or sure Day?
0: can. It's fur. Uh, so, in yes. Some
1: regions. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, that was an 64 era rare game, one of their follow ups to Banjo Kazooie, that was aimed slightly more at a, an adult audience, starring a foul mouthed squirrel that originally appeared in Diddy Kong Racing, I believe.
1: Oh my god. (laughs) Okay. Yep. Cool. Tell me about No More Heroes.
0: So that's a game where, as a character named Travis Touchdown, who has a mail-order lightsaber, you try to become the best assassin in the world by taking out other assassins.
1: Oh, you know what? Didn't they just put out a sequel to this? Or they're going to put out a sequel?
0: Possibly. There's a couple different installments in this. There's been a bunch of different remasters. It's fucking wild. It's a bonkers Japanese studio game.
1: <laughs> All right. And then I guess Zombies ain't My Neighbors.
0: It's a SNES top-down, actually kind of twin-stick shooter type thing, although it wasn't sticks at the time. No, it's not a twin-stick. It's a top-down <laughs> shooter. I don't know why it would even bother. I got twin-sticks on the brain. I've been playing yeah. so much of it recently. But yeah, it's a top-down shooter that you kind of go through different monster movie tropes.
1: Okay. Um, I'm sticking with God for the Simpsons game. Okay. I don't really remember the vibe for Earthworm Jim, so I don't know. I don't know how that would fit. I think that uh, the alien goldfish has got to fit into Star Fox somehow. I'm gonna go with that. Okay. I don't know the the Mario one. <laughs> 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 Maybe the skyscraper sized slot machine I'm for Mario. That, okay. Yeah, I'm gonna put that there tentatively. The oil drum full of crocodiles. I'm gonna put with Donkey Kong. The pile of shit i'm gonna put with uh the bad fur day game okay the earthquake generator Generator. i'm gonna put with earthworm jim okay i guess the chicken cloud with zombies ate my neighbors
0: and the toddler with no more heroes
1: uh yeah <laughs> that doesn't okay. that's I, that's not right but
0: <laughs> <laughs> well process of elimination you get a second round at this yeah but for now you have three correct.
1: Okay, that's usually about as well as I do on these the first time through.
0: <laughs> so, uh, you were correct with Conqueror's Bad Fur Day. That is the Great Mighty Poo, an opera singing, literal, just giant pile of shit. One of the weirdest things that's ever happened in video games. You're correct with Donkey Kong Country. Uh, that is the Dumb Drum, <laughs> a big oil drum with a skull and crossbones painted on it.
1: Yep.
0: And then, yeah just spits out crocodiles that was kind of a gimme i was hoping you would get that one and then yeah god is the (laughs) final boss in the simpsons game and you play a ddr inspired mini game in order to defeat god while he like uses zoidberg or something if i recall (laughs) then after you defeat him in dance dance revolution lisa asks god hey do you ever feel like you're in a game and then the whole screen pans out and you've realize that it's been ralph wiggum playing a video game this entire time in an ending pretty much only the simpsons could get away with sure i think they think they can i don't know
1: (laughs) (laughs) i mean at this point the show's been on for what fucking 35 years like yeah they've jumped
0: well over 100 sharks it's fine yeah (laughs) all right so you got five more to match
1: yeah that's not good none of these feel right for a mario game is the problem here
0: uh super mario land is a bit of a departure for the series especially in the early days this was um a game boy exclusive Uh uh-huh it's been ported since then uh in like different collected editions but it doesn't totally feel like a normal like it plays like a normal side-scrolling mario just the Uh setting feels way off
1: okay see the vibe i'm getting from no more heroes is that it could be any of these five that's correct (laughs) Is the chicken cloud Star Fox? i'm gonna say that okay doesn't feel right but none of them do <laughs> slot machine might be no more heroes <laughs> i don't feel good about the rest of these <laughs> <laughs> the 40 foot toddler zombies ate no i'm gonna put that one with mario the
0: 40 foot tall toddler
1: 40 foot tall toddler okay i don't know why I just I feel like it's like <laughs> Mario toys or something like that. No, 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 I'm not going to do that. No, that doesn't make any sense. But <laughs> fucking find me the game where a 40 foot toddler boss makes sense.
0: I mean, you're not wrong.
1: All right. I'm going to switch the chicken cloud to earthworm gym. Okay. Murderous alien goldfish. I think we're going to give to no more heroes. I'm just going to burn through these last few because <laughs> I don't know that I'm getting any points out of these that's um, fair I guess the rock we'll put the rocket ship brain with Star Fox I don't know that an earthquake generating rocket ship brain would be a problem for Star Fox but there we have it
0: I mean that's that's good logic to work off of
1: no you know what maybe the rocket ship brain goes with the zombies ate my neighbors okay zombies and brains right let's do that fuck it okay fuck I still have Super Mario Land I guess and a, <laughs> I guess we're keeping I Super Mario I guess that's a Land toddler like a 40 foot toddler <laughs> <laughs> i didn't didn't want to but it doesn't it doesn't get better (laughs)
0: okay yeah we picked up no points Uh...
1: (laughs) oh boy oh
0: man all right so we'll work from the bottom up
1: tell me the one that mario had
0: that would be the cloud that throws chickens
1: that's fucking stupid get out of here
0: yeah, I mean, technically speaking, it's something that is inside the cloud, but they never actually show it. Uh-huh. The the character description is that he's very shy so that he never leaves the cloud. But he throws chickens at you. Don't know why he has access to chickens. Don't know if he is a chicken, but that is the Bio Kinton from Super Mario Land. Star Fox is the skyscraper sized slot machine. Sure. It's like a, a hidden boss or a secret boss that the entire time you spend, like, rather than shooting enemy planes they're like paper planes and then it's the, the end boss for that level for some reason is a giant slot machine where you have to like get the numbers to go 777 in order to defeat it for some reason earthworm jim is the murderous alien goldfish uh, i fucking knew it bob the evil goldfish to be specific
1: i actually feel like i did know that one i think i know yeah about, his, I his like bob
0: two main enemies are a crow and a goldfish which is why i was trying to steer you in that direction for things that would potentially be a danger to a a worm but it's okay the earthquake generator that looks like a rocket ship with a brain that's dr let's shake from no more heroes it actually makes two appearances in the series in the first game it's actually like a punk rocker that just has this machine and then the second one he puts his brain in the machine (laughs) and then the titanic toddler from zombies ate my neighbors
1: fucking you know my gut said that that was in the zombie game from the beginning but yeah didn't stick with it it's okay
0: three points is nothing to sneeze at put it on the big board for today and that's just about going to wrap this up as always you can follow us on social media at bng pod on both twitter and instagram where we post sales that you should be aware of that we call cheap codes right now in fact if you are a playstation plus subscriber uh at any tier the free games this month are games that we've garbage. talked about <laughs> yeah
1: well they're not garbage but we no everybody has them
0: Yeah. It's, it's not a great selection for people that already have them. But if you have not yet picked up Little Nightmares, which we talked about on this show with our friend Furco 3 a.k.a. Timmy, you can do that now. Also, Tony Hawk 1 plus 2, which I don't care for. <laughs> but that's because the skate games exist, which are just vastly superior. I don't care what kind of heat I get. They're just better games. Like the mechanics for the Tony Hawk games were great when they came out. Not so much now. And then Yakuza Like a Dragon, a game that both Shay and I really, really enjoy. That is also free right now. Uh, we also post custom artwork for every episode.
1: If you'd like to share the show, you can do so with our hosting site, which is anchor.fm bngpod. And if you want to send me hate mail
0: about my opinions about Tony Hawk, you can do so at gamingpod at
1: gmail.com. Hey, Shay, what are we playing next time? And next time, Dan, it's a throwback episode where we will be playing Uncharted. So make sure you tune in for that.
0: Yep, we're going to be doing the Nathan Drake Collection, so you're getting three games for the price of one in this particular case. So stay tuned for that, episode number 40, looking forward to it. But until then, goodbye, absolutely everyone.
1: Goodbye. But we're not a political podcast. No,
0: not at all. Uh, we're not a baseball <laughs> podcast either or a hockey podcast. Let me tell you how much shit I got for my, uh, you know, what? I'm, it's fine. So, anyway.
1: For <laughs> that thing you asked me to take out?
0: Yeah, and you didn't, and it's fine. It's funny. Sorry to both the Bruins and the Brewers. It's fine. <laughs>